0: You're listening to the 10-minute podcast challenge that will prove every place is the same. Welcome your host, the irreverent, the cosmopolitan, the wicked, Daniela Vlascalic.
1: Hello, and welcome to Every Place is the Same. I am so excited to welcome my guest, Shannon McDonough. Hi, Shannon. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing great. Excellent. Now, Shannon... You have spent time in Puerto Vallarta in Mexico, is that correct?
0: That is correct, yes.
1: Tell me about that place.
0: It is beautiful. It is uh, right on the coast, Banderas Bay, and it's, um, how do I describe it? It's a very busy city. It's very vibrant, very uh, gay-friendly. How does it look? Well, it depends. There's many different sections. There's uh, the romantic zone, which is where I like to hang out. And that's old Porta Vallarta. So still has cobblestone streets, you know, very uneven, very charming.
1: Now, Shannon, you have also spent time in Las Vegas. Oh, yes. Tell me about that place.
0: Las Vegas is awesome. It is loud and crazy and colorful, and there's lots of noises and bells and whistles, and I enjoy it because the noise there is louder than the noise inside my head, so I actually find it relaxing.
1: (laughs) So you find you're able to relax in Las Vegas? You betcha. Shannon, would you say that Puerto Vallarta and Las Vegas are the same?
0: You know what? I guess they're similarities.
1: But are they the same? I don't know. (laughs) Be honest the same? No. 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 Well, today, on Every Place is the Same, we are going to prove that Las Vegas, Nevada, and Puerto Vallarta, Mexico are the same. Bring it on. Las Vegas means the meadows in Spanish. Tell me about that.
0: Well, landscape-wise, I can see that. I would almost say Maybe it was meadows a long time ago, (laughs) and now it's all dried up.
1: It was a watering hole where people would come as they were traveling up from New Mexico. They would stop in Las Vegas because there was a lot of water there, underground water.
0: Yes, this is true.
1: Did you find it to be a good watering hole? I did. What do you drink to wet your whistle in Vegas? Beer. What about in Puerto Vallarta? Beer.
0: Beer. Oh, my stomach growled. I think you probably heard that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Somebody needs a beer. It's true. Damn straight. So still a place where people can come and refuel
0: or fuel up. Absolutely. One of the coolest things about Las Vegas is a place called Devil's Hole, which is an underground water-filled cave out in the desert. And uh, it uh, is like a bottomless cave filled with water. And it goes, I guess, part of the aquifer. And so it's beautiful to see this big desert that's so dry and tumbleweeds rolling by. And then down underground is this huge underwater world. It's pretty cool.
1: Porta Vallarta, underground watering holes?
0: None that I've found yet.
1: What about the ocean? What about the ocean?
0: The ocean is quite big there, yeah.
1: Some caves in the ocean.
0: Yes, yes, Las Arcos. Uh,
1: Talk to me about that. Explain it for our international listeners.
0: For the international listeners, Las Arcos is uh, a, a large limestone rock that juts out of the ocean, and uh, the blue-footed booby lives on top of it. <laughs> side note um but uh through you know for millions of years the ocean sort of pounded at the side of of this rock creating a crack and the crack got larger and larger and larger and now it's there's an archway through it and you can swim through it and, and there's a lot of scuba divers who dive through it and it's just uh Because there's so much water rushing through the area, there's a lot of food there, so lots of fish, and it's just spectacular.
1: Could you scuba in Las Vegas?
0: Yes. I scuba dived uh, at the Mandalay Bay. I dove in their uh, tank. They have a giant fish tank there filled with sharks, and I scuba dived in that. Had an awesome time.
1: So scuba diving available in both places.
0: This is true, yeah.
1: Probably sharks as well. Yes. Similar, isn't it? You're blowing my mind. So caves and water and scuba diving, whether you're in Las Vegas or in Puerto Vallarta.
0: This is true, yeah.
1: Let's talk about Vegas' early days. Mm -hmm. Now, the Hoover Dam was built, and during that time, many young men came from across America to build that dam, and they needed some place to go. Casinos, theaters were built, And the electricity from that dam allowed the hotels to be built along the Strip.
0: Ah. How
1: much do you think has changed from that time to today?
0: Well, the volume of stuff, there's just certainly so much more, but I bet the idea behind it hasn't changed at all.
1: Still a place for not just young men, but young people to go.
0: Yeah. Back then, I guess it was mostly gambling and sex workers. And now there's a lot more stuff – not that I have any problem with sex workers or gambling, but now there's a lot of uh shows and Cirque du Soleil and all that sort of thing to – Yes, that was
1: something that Howard Hughes in 1966 made a concentrated effort to offset the mob influence, the sex worker and casino idea of Vegas and change it into a family-friendly mega resort.
0: This is true, yes.
1: Howard Hughes. Tell me about him.
0: I What sticks in my mind most about Howard Hughes is that he was... Um, what would you say? Compulsive? He had, uh, some mental health issues. And the, for me, the Las Vegas connection with him is, um, the, the, if you've been to the, uh, the neon museum where they took all the old neon signs that have died or the hotels that have been closed and you can go and see them. They're all on display. And there was a, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but the the sign in front of it was like a high heel, a silver high heeled shoe that was uh, rotating. And it was outside of his hotel window. And he believed that there was someone listening to him or spying on him through that shoe. So he had it removed. And now you can go and see it at the Neon Museum.
1: That is absolutely fascinating. Thank you. Puerto Vallarta, 60s, very Similar. The government at that time decided that it was going to change Puerto Vallarta into a major resort destination.
0: I had not visited Mexico until the late 90s, I guess, maybe early 2000s. Um, But people that I knew who had been going since the 60s and 70s said that it was... um, a much smaller town, uh, simple dirt roads, and they sort of watched the city change as each new resort was built. But yeah. Do you
1: know what famous film actually put Puerto Vallarta on the map?
0: The Night of the Iguana.
1: Tell us why.
0: Because Liz Taylor was in it. I think that that was when she first got together with Richard Burton. Yes, yes. and the
1: U.S. papers and media love that story.
0: Yeah, uh, you you could still go on tours and see where they shot that movie there.
1: Las Vegas. A few famous people in the late 50s and 60s also drew a different crowd.
0: Yeah. Marilyn Monroe used to hang out there. Sinatra, the, the Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah.
1: Big stars selling big places. You're
0: totally freaking me out. You're right.
1: Would Las Vegas... And Puerto Vallarta be a good place to get together with someone?
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly people hook up. You're there for the weekend. You know, what stays in Vegas? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, all that sort of thing. So, yeah. And then, you know, Puerto Vallarta is, you know, you're watching the ocean, and it's beautiful and warm and tropical, and everyone's drinking. And And their
1: slogan is the friendliest city in the world. Where? Puerto Vallarta.
0: I did not know that. That
1: makes sense. Yes, it is. (laughs) Did you leave anything in Las Vegas?
0: Just my heart.
1: In Puerto Vallarta?
0: I left my cell phone there by accident.
1: Well, that's a shame. You mentioned Old Vegas. Mm. Tell us about that.
0: You know, there was kind of the the mobster sort of influence.
1: And can you still go and visit Old Vegas?
0: Oh, certainly, yeah. Down Fremont Street. Um, it's uh, fascinating, and they've just... Maybe in the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, they've kind of refurbished Fremont Street and uh, they put like a big rooftop over the street and they do light shows inside and it's really, really vibrant and exciting. But it still has the old – there's just a, a really cool old-fashioned – like I love the atomic, uh, you know, style and the old-fashioned neon and that sort of thing. It's – yeah, it's really, really cool.
1: Now, you said you also loved old Viarta.
0: Indeed.
1: Tell me about that.
0: Oh, La zona romántico, um, the romantic zone. It's um, uneven streets and uh, cobblestone and um, mix mismatched buildings and um, just the old old architecture. And then in some places you look up and you see an apartment and there's no wall. <laughs> it's just you can see right into the apartment. And there's just this charm and it's and so whether
1: you're in old Vegas. Or Old Viarta, you love that old world charm, feel, hearkening back to the old days.
0: Yeah, I'm an old lady at heart.
1: When mm. people say walking the strip, what are they talking about?
0: I think it's a combination of looking at the sights and all the different casinos and people watching. Everybody in the world comes to Las Vegas. So at any point walking down the strip, you'll see people from all... All around the world, uh, and everyone has the same, you know, jaw on the floor, uh, sort of look on their face, and it's it's tacky and loud and over the top, um, and it's there's just this fairy tale craziness about it.
1: What about walking the boardwalk in Porta Vallarta?
0: Oh, the Malecon. Um, it stretches for several miles. And it's, again, the same sort of thing. Uh, it, it draws a lot of tourists, but it's also right on the ocean. And, you know, just on the other side of the Malecon, um, it's a uh, like a pebble beach. And so you can just stand there and watch as the ocean just throws all these rocks up and then it pulls them all back down. And it's this incredible sound of all these little pebbles clicking together. But they've, in the last while, they've um, put all these art installations all the way along the Malacone like uh, beautiful statues. And so I was just there this Christmas and uh, it's uh, really spectacular and there's a lot to see. You stop and look. So and
1: beautiful statues, beautiful sights to see. You could even say art installations, otherwise known as giant massive hotels, along either strip. Could you not?
0: Dude, that's awesome. Yes.
1: Now, at the beginning of the show, you talked a little bit about Mm gay-friendly. Now, would you say that these two cities are LGBTQ-friendly?
0: Oh, without question. Yeah. I've been to several places in Mexico, and I found Puerto Vallarta to be... The most flamboyant, shall we say. (laughs) And uh, the thing that's great about Las Vegas is because everyone's a tourist, nobody knows if they're in the queer part of town or not. So they're less likely to pick any sort of fight. And... uh, Yeah, again, it's that whole Vegas attitude of, you know, just sort of relax and what happens, happens. And I think all of the the shows and the performers and the female impersonators and that very artistic, you know, tends to have a bit more of a queer vibe to it, shall we say. So
1: both places, you can just be who you want to be.
0: Oh, you betcha.
1: And have a good time. You got it. Whether you are looking for a watering hole, whether you want to dive in it or drink from it, whether you are interested in visiting places where stars have left their imprint, whether you just love the old parts or the new parts of the city, walking the strip or cruising the boardwalk, I think that these two LGBTQ-friendly cities are in fact the same. What do you think, Shannon?
0: You've completely convinced me. You just listened to Every Place is the Same, hosted by Daniela Vlaskalik and directed by Marco Timpano. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram or join our Patreon page. Until the next time, enjoy your travels.